Let's bow our heads. Kom ons buig die hoofde. Dankie Heere dat ons hierdie ochend by mekaar kan wees Heere. Waar ons ook naar die lente benader en dat die bome begin bot. En die blomme begin blom hier en dit begin mooi raak en ons wacht vir die reen. Hier is ook een tijd wat ons ook door COVID moet gaan en wat het vir ons aan die andere kant so, veel, so moeilik is Heere. Heer, maar in hierdie tyd dan kom en ons bid, Heer, dat u met ons sal wees en dat u in die geest ons sal bystaan. En Heer, dat ons weer dat die geest ons meer is bystaan en dat u ons in alles dra. Dat u van God afgekom het en dat u gesê het, ek sal julle nooit alleen laat nie. Thank you Lord that we know in times like these that we not on our own because you've given us the Holy Spirit to stay within us. Although we're not always aware that is there, but we know that, it, that he's doing, that is there because you told us so. And he's praying for us and he's standing in for us. He's doing intercession. He's helping us through difficult times. Lord, will you come in this time and open your spirit, to, uh, open your word through the spirit that it comes to us. Want he say, Heere, die woord keer nooit leeg terug nie. Amen. Die skrifleesing, the, re- the scripture reading this morning is from Romans Romans 8 verse 18 to 30. Ek weet verseker dat ons heidige leiding hoegenaamd nie vergelijk kan word met die heerlijkheid waarmee God ons gaan verras nie. Die skeppingsmacht na hierdie dag wanneer God sy kinders openlik bekend sal stel. Want teen sy wil is die ganse skepping in een sinneloose kringloop van aftakeling vastgevang as gevolg van Godse straf op die eerste mense ongehoorzaamheid. Die ganse skepping sien uit na die dag, wanneer het ook self van die slavendienst aan hierdie vergankelijkheid bevry sal word en deel sal kry in die heerlijke vryheid van Godse kinders. Ons weet immers dat die hele skepping nog steeds aan die kreen is, soos iemand met geboortepijne. Wat meer is, ons wat die gees as voorsmaak en waarborg vir ons toekomstige heerlijkheid ontvang, kreen ook in ons binneste en ons spachting om van die vergankelijke lichaam verlost te word. Nou dat ons verlos is, sien ons uit na ons toekomstige heerlijkheid, want as jy iets reeds het, hoef jy nie meer daarna uit te sien nie, maar as jy dit nog nie het, nie sien jy gretig en volhardend daarna uit. Die geest van God help ons ook nog boonop in ons onbeholpenheid. Ons weet immers nie mooi wat en hoe ons moet bid nie, maar die geest self neem ons gebedsbehoeftes voor God en met verzichting wat nie in menselijke taal verwoord kan word nie. Die God, wat uit die dieptes van elke hart deurgrond weet, wat die geest in die oog het, dat hy in die harmonie met Godse wil vir ons gelovig is intree, en ons weet dat God alles ten goede laat meewerk vir hulle wat om lief het, hulle wat geroep is volgens sy doel vir hulle lewe, want God het hulle reeds vooruit geken, en het hulle aangewees om net soos sy sien te word. Op hierdie manier sal Christus Jesus die oudste sien wees, omring dier baie broers en sisters, Die wat hy vooruit aangewees het, het hy ook geroep, en die wat hy geroep het, het hy ook vrygespreek, en die wat hy vrygespreek het, aan hulle het hy heerlijkheid gegee. Yet, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will re- reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who is his children, who his children really are. Against its will, creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope the creation look forward to the, to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. 
for you know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We do wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given the hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we do not need to hope for it. But if we, have, but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purposes for them. For God knew His people in advance and He chose them to become like His Son so that His Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he also called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave him his glory. I just want to, I'm, I'm using the old scripture piece, but I just want to take one verse out. And that's verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us and groans that cannot be expressed. Now wait, it's not verse 26. Verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Ons weet dat God alles ten goede laat meerwerk laat saamwerk vir hulle wat om lief het, hulle wat geroep is volgens sy doel vir hulle lewe. That's a scripture, from this scripture, just one verse that I, that I'm, that I want to take as my verse, but I'm, I'm actually, this whole sermon is from the whole piece here. Now I can put my glasses back and see you people again. This morning, I want to start with asking you to do something. I want you to, to think for yourself, what is your dream? What is a dream that you have in your life? I think that our sister is still a dream. But one man has said, we don't have more dreams in our life. Nie nie. I just want for a moment, just close your eyes, or just sit with eyes, your eyes open, it doesn't matter, but just for a moment, think what's your dream that you still have. Thank you. I see some people has got enormous dreams. If I look at the time they take to, to think about it, it must be wonderful. Say now for, mo for a moment, somebody come to you and say, though that dream that you have, I come to you and I, I say, everything is possible to accomplish it. Iemand komt naar jou toe vandag, hy sê, dit maak jy saak wat het kost nie, dit maak jy saak wat nodig is nie. Ek kan jou help om die droom te verweesendlik. 
Just think how wonderful that will be. As iemand vir jou sê, ek kan die droom vir jou waar maak. Dan kom hierdie gedeelte en hy wil vir ons eindelijk iets sê. Hy wil vir ons sê dat, en hy kom met een ander, ander hoek, hoek wat ons baie keer nie meer, baie keer on, ons nie baie aan dink nie, want ek dink ons leef so in hierdie wereld, dat as ek vir julle vir ochend vraag, wie van julle het vir ochend sy droom was geweest dat julle heilig of wees soos Jesus? Is there somebody here that had the dream that they want to be holy like Jesus Christ? Anybody? And I'm not, I'm not saying something but you, that, but because it's not your dream, but I'm saying that's how we live in actual fact. We live that our dreams is of this world. We are so part of this world that our dreams is of this world. Ons drome gaan rond om hierdie wereld. Ons droom nie vir die ding waar die Heere sê, maar ek wil hee dat jylle moet droom dat jylle soos een verheerlikte lichaam soos die Heere Jesus Christus kan hee nie. If you think about that for a moment, you think that God will come to you and say, listen, and, and this is what he says in this scripture, he says, I want you to be like my son, Jesus Christ. I want you to have the same glorified body that he had, same glorified personality, the same glorified person that you, I say for us, that he will us with the same verheerlijkte lichaam van the Jesus Christus, that ons broers and sisters van the Jesus Christus can be. Now, that dream, I believe that one of us has had it, but the Lord says to us that it is a real thing, that it is a very great thing. Maar dan, dan kom ons in ons vraag en ons gaan terug na die gedeelte toe en ons sê, man die hele ding is wat die gedeelte wil sê, hy, is dier, hy sê dier ons zwaar kry, dier die versoekings wat ons gaan, is die heilige geest bezig met die proces van heiligmaking, om ons te verander na die beeld van die Jesus Christus. Hy sê vir ons ons leef in die tyd van COVID, ja. Ons leef in meer is die tyd van COVID, want dat is ander goed wat vir ons leven baie keer zwaar maak. Maar dat die Heere sê, hy is daarmee bezig om ons na die beeld van die Heere Jesus Christus te verander. Firstly, through the trials and tribulations are used by the Holy Spirit in the process of sanctification to conform believers to the image of Jesus Christ that prepares and qualifies them to share in the glory of Jesus. The sufferings in view are the trials, hardships, misfortunes and calamities that one encounters. Spirituality, emotionally, phys psychologically, physically, as we share in the fellowship of Jesus Christ. Die swaarkere wat ons deurgaan is op alle dele van ons, van ons levens ingestel. Op ons fysische deel, op ons emotionele deel, op ons, op ons spirituele Op alles beleef ons die zwaar kry. Want as ek vir oogend vir julle sê, ek dink, wie van julle kan vir oogend vir my sê, dat julle nie in een mate zwaar kry nie? En ek dink is nog meer in die kouwetheid, want ons, ons vryheide is, is ingeperk, is dit maar een klein deel daarvan is. Ons sit vir oogend hier in die kerk, en als een beperking hoeveel mense mag kerk te kom. Ons sit op die ochend hier in die kerk, en ons het maskers op, ons kan nie meer, en ons mag nie sing nie, want ons, uit die vrees ons iemand anders sal aansteek. 
ons hele leven is omver gegooi door COVID, maar behalwe dit is daar ander goed wat ons beleef, we are in this church this morning and we, we, we experience the problems that COVID has brought, because even a small way that if somebody say that they don't, they don't feel that been, their life has been changed by COVID, we still have the thing that we feel that some of our liberties have been taken away. If I may, if I may say, some people, their birthdays couldn't be done, couldn't be, uh, be, be uh, ha they couldn't have their birthdays in the usual way that they had, because they couldn't invite people. Even if it, if it, if it was a, a while back, you couldn't invite anybody to your birthday. People go to funerals and they, they, can't, they, can, they can only have so many people there. They have to watch online. It's not the same thing. We can't, we can't give, have sympathy with the people afterwards. Ja, die COVID het gemaakt dat ons nie mekaar kon ondersteun tijdens tye van begrafnisse nie. En dis maar een klein deel, as ons dit by die rest van ons levens voeg, en ek wil nie vir ochend het doen profeet wees en sê, ons levens is net zwaar nie. My vrou sê altyd, ek is een goeie um, negatieve mens. Ek is een pessimist. Dan sê ek van nie, ek is een realist. My wife usually sê, I'm, I'm, I'm a pessimist. Dan sê, I'm a realist. Because maybe I tend to see the worst sometimes. And I, I expect the worst sometimes. And then when it doesn't happen, it's, it's like a good thing for me because it didn't happen. Maar ek wil nie vir ochend kom, ek sê, maar daar is nog goed. En dat hierdie gedeelte van ons sê, dat die Heere hierdie goed gebruik om daaruit mooi te laat voorskyn kom. Daaruit sy droom te laat voorskyn kom vir die mense wat hy gekies het om sy kinders te wees. He wants to bring the best out in this time. That he wants us to, 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 to further sanctify us to be holy like Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't as a young, young person, you don't think about that because you're still too young. There's so much life ahead of you. Maybe the older people, because we know that older, older people move closer and more closer to Jesus Christ as they see their life, their life proceed. As ouer mense, as ons baie keer baie nader aan die Heere Christus en ons aan God, want ons besef, die tyd kom nader. Maar ek dink ons moet baie versatte wees vandagse tyd, met die COVID weet ons dat baie mense net so, en selfs jong mense kan sterf. Ek dink wat by my opkom en sê, hoeveel mense het al intussen doodgegaan sonder hulle van Heere Jesus Christus gehoor het? How many people has died, even young people, in this last few months, nearly two years, more than two, two years, that haven't heard of Jesus Christ? that we're not given the opportunity to be holy like Jesus Christ. The, we have in this scripture, he said, we have three groanings. I'm going I'm to concentrate more on the two groanings. We have the groaning of the people, the believers. We have the groaning of the Holy Spirit. We have the groaning of creation. I'm not going to spend too much time on creation, but the groaning of the believers and the groaning of the Holy Spirit. I concentrate on two of the three kreene that in this gedeelte is. The three kreene was the kreene of the skepping, the kreene of the believers, and the kreene of 
van die Heilige Geest. Die kreeën van die schepping en die kreeën van die gelovig is, is omdat die zonde val gemaakt het, dat het zo so zwaar is voor mensen om te leven, dat, dat hulle dier al die beproevings moet gaan en die zwaarkerij moet gaan. En die schepping ook, want als gevolg van die zonde val, is hy ook daarin uitgelever en hij is bezig om achteruit te gaan. En die mensdom maakt dat het nog vinniger gaan gebeuren. Die, die schepping is bezig om soos het horloosie af te wen, tot op een punt waar hij niet meer kan voorzien aan ons wat op hem leven nie. Hy kreeg vir die dag, wat de Heer zal openbaar, wie die kinders van hier is, want dan zal het stop. The believers are groaning because it's difficult living in these times. It's difficult to experience the difficulty that we have adding to COVID. And this creation groans because it's like a clock running down to the point where it won't be working anymore. And people living on this earth is adding to that, to, to hasten it up. But I don't spend time on that. But it comes here that where does the suffering come from? The suffering comes from because it talks here about where, where the people, Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden, where they decided not to listen to God. They want to say, we want to have our own say in things. And what God is, he cursed the earth. He, uh, he cursed creation. Dit kom van die sondeval waar die mens gesê het, ek stel nie meer belang om na die Heer te luister. Ek wil nie na die Heer luister. Ek wil my eie besluit in neem. En dan kom God en hy, hy vervloek die aarde. Hy sê, en toerings en dissel sal uitslaan, en die besweet van jou aangezicht sal jou brood verdien. Jy sal zwaar kry. En dan gaan die mense voort en hulle maak nog steeds die verkeerde keeses. Hulle maak die verkeerde keeses. People go ahead because they have the, the ability now to choose and they still make the wrong choices which influence the world, which influence themselves, which influence other people in a negative way sometimes. The children of God are groaning. We are groaning because of sickness, of pain, of lost loved ones, of business decline, of out of work, of hurt of some by somebody, of disappointment by somebody, of marriage that went down the drain, of bad neighbors, of bad supervisors, of bad bosses. And you can add to that. There are actually three things that I want to I want to emphasize that we have, that we that create our sufferings. The one is creation. And I just want to say some things like famine, some droughts. We have gone through droughts in this, this country of ours just before COVID. Now we forget about it because we are concentrating on COVID. People are suffering. We have sent food parcels to people. Ons het pakjes na mense toe gestuur wat in die Noordkaap was, wat honger was, wat honger laas erin gehad het. Wat nie meer die, die alle dieren kan voed nie. We have suffering because of people the choices they make. People that become our enemies, even sometimes people close to us. People like friends, family, people that you work for. We are groaning because of ourselves, the struggle that we have to do good when we're supposed to do good. 
the in uh, our our body is actually doing the worst thing the bad thing is as also said in romans the good that i want to do i don't do but the bad comes so easily because of our <clears throat> because of our frailty we are so frail as people we are so fragile das drie goed die skepping die hongersnoot mense wat hulle aan aan mekaar doen en aan jou doen en jy aan hulle doen die sel wat jy doen en nie nie verstaan van herstel is om te doen nie die feit dat jy so broos is the question is that i want to ask this morning how can you help how can this how can this process this process of suffering as i said i will work everything towards the best of you ek sal alles ten goede laat meewerk vir die wat ek lief het how can this be possible how can it help that we going through this deep, this difficult times so that we can become like the image of jesus christ hoe kan hierdie moeilike tye maak dat ons ver, dat ons geverform word verander word na die beeld van die jesus christus En dan kom die Heer Jesus en hy sê, hy was die voorbeeld gewees, in die eerste plek. Hy was die voorbeeld. En ek wil vir julle sê, as ons gaan kyk na die Heer Jesus Christus, wat doen hy net voor sy kruisiging? Hoe tree hy op as hy gevangen geneem word? Hulle sê dat hy soos een skaap was wat ter slachting gelei is. En dat julle al een skaap gesien. Who of you seen is a, a, a sheep? Have you seen sheep? How many people have seen sheep here? There is some people here. Not the one that is already slaughtered, eh? the one that's live and running. Eh? When, you, when you work with the sheep and you catch them to go and have them shed, and you have them by the leg, and they lie there, they are just like completely baffled. They lie there with their big open eyes. They can do nothing most of the time. And this is the image that they bring down to say, Jesus Christ was like a sheep led to slaughter. He can't defend himself. Die Heere sê, hy sê vir ons in die Bijbel, hy sê, dis hoe Jesus was voor die kruisiging. As hulle kom en hulle, hulle spoeg op hom, as hulle kom en om te slaan, as hulle kom om die kroon van doorings op sy kop te sit, as hulle kom om om te bespot, wat doen hy? Hy doen niks nie. Hy sê nie een woord terug nie. Dis wat die Heere vir ons eindelijk wil iets sê, wat betekent dit? om te sê, ek is op die pad van heiliging maak, heiligmaking waar Jesus Christus, that's what the Lord says, if we look at Jesus Christ, that's the process of becoming like Christ, where it leads to where, how it should look. And then, we know from the, the sermon on the mount, Christ come to us and say, but you and me, this is how I want you to conform, through the working of the Holy Spirit, in this difficult times, how should you react? How should you behave in times like this? Hoe sal jy optree? Wat moet jy doen in moeilike tye as jy beproef word? Want ons weet, wat is die menselike reaksie? Wat is die menselike reaksie as iemand lelik is met jou? Ek gaan jou kry. Ek gaan jou kry. Dis die ene ding wat so natuurlijk in ons levens opkom. Ek gaan jou terugkry. I'll get you back. If you do something to me, I'll get you back. Don't you worry. You'll be sorry. Maar dan kom die Heer Jesus Christus by die berg rede en hy sê, want ons soek gerechtigheid. Ons soek gerechtigheid en ons sê die Heere nie, 
ek vraag dat jy vergeving moet hee. Don't stay angry. Go and make, go and make peace. Don't bad name somebody else. Be the first to make peace if you know you have to go and have the bread and wine. Before you do that, go and make peace if you know somebody's got something against you. Against you, you are the one to go and, and sort it out. Where you would rather say, listen, I'm not going to do that. Because it's about righteousness. They deserve that. God says, forgiveness. When we desire something else, we would rather have a bigger house. We would rather have that person's wife. We would rather have his car. We don't like our cars. It's old and it's, it's not a new model. I don't like it anymore. But he said, be satisfied. Wees tevrede met die bykie wat jylle het. Nooit het ek een rechtvaardige verlate gesien. Of dat sy kinders brood soek nie. Never have I seen a righteous person deserted and always children searching for bread. Be satisfied. Sometimes we are fickle. We say yes now and just a little bit later no. We promise and then we break promises. God said, be trustworthy. Let your yes be your yes. Let your ja your ja wees. Wees, wees Fasten your word. Be humble. It's moeilijk om humble to be. It's, it's difficult to be, to be the, the, the least. We, want to, we don't want to turn, turn the other cheek. We would rather have give that person one on the cheek himself or herself. That's the normal way. When we do something good, we want recognition. I have done that for that person. I've given money to that people. I want to have recognition. Did you see what I did? Then the Lord says, let your left hand, your left hand should not know what your right hand is doing. Your linkerhand moet nie weet wat your rechterhand doen nie. Want as jy reeds die erkenning gekry het by die mense, is daar geen erkenning wat van God af sal kom vir jou vir dit nie. We want to gather. Ons wil by mekaar maak. We want to have possessions. That's what everybody says and what we see in this world. The more you have, the better it is. Even Monopoly is like that. That's why Monopoly is such a well, good game to play. The person with the most hotels in the best places will make the most money. Am I right when I say that? Who of you know who's Monopoly, the young people? Do you know Monopoly? Yeah, there's some hands going up. It's a nice game to play. And if you've got that red hotels there, then you're going to get the people, eh? They're going to pay. You're going to take all their money. The game, that game is, is like life goes, like the Joneses have. We fight with the Joneses. And then he said, no, I want you to give. Not to collect, but to give. To give open-handedly. And then the last one, worry. That's one that I'm struggling with. I'm, I'm a very good warrior. And I'm not meaning the one that fights. The one that can stay awake and worry about things. Bekommernis. Dat ons bekommerd is, wat gaan ons morgen doen? Wat gaan gebeur as ek my werk geloor? Wat gaan gebeur as dit gebeur? Wie gaan vir my kinders sorg? Wie gaan my kind hier die universiteit kry? 
Wie gaan vir my sien help om verder te studeer? Worrying about possessions, worrying about money, worrying, worrying, worrying about what am I going to have, bread, clothing, a place to stay, head over my roof. And there's a lot of people these days because they've lost their jobs that struggle with this. It's not easy. And then it comes with the answer, what's the opposite, what Christ would like us to have, be, to become like him. To completely trust in God. Difficult. To completely trust in God. If you've got something, it's still easy to, to trust. But if you've got nothing, and there's some people that's lost their jobs in these times, it's difficult to trust. In these difficult times, it's even more difficult to trust because you can see contributions, contributions getting less. You can see people, there's not less work. And then God even says in this time, I want you complete trust. Moet oor niks bekommerd bees nie, maar maak jylle begeertes dier gebed en dankseg in God bekend en die vrede wat alle verstande boven gaan, sal oor jylle harte kom wachthou. Make everything to God to know in prayer and the peace that overcomes everything will come in God over you. And I'm struggling with that one. That's, one, that's the one I'm struggling with. And he uses this, he uses this to create the image of Jesus Christ and each of the believers that he is called. Hy gebruik dit wat op jou pad kom om die beeld van die Heer Jesus Christus in jylle te laat kom. Then he says in verse 19 and 23, he says, The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. And we wait eagerly for our adopted adoption as sons and daughters. Hy wacht, die heilige geest wacht, dat God sal moet bewys wie sy kinders is. En ons wacht vir die anneming as seens en daughters van die Heere. Want wat sê hy eindelijk? Hy sê, as gevolg van die feit dat het so moeilik is, is het baie keer moeilik om te sien waar die christene is. Because it's so difficult, the sanctification, die heiligmaking, is het baie keer om te sien wie is werkelijk die seens van God en die dochters van God. It's difficult to see who's the children of God. Because just like that, we snap. Just like that, we angry. Just like that, we worry. Just like that, we fall back. Net so val ons terug baie keer. Paul come in this in his scripture and said, the, the, the yet and the, and the not yet. The yet and to come, he always uses this in his, in his scripture, you will see that, that he's written. Dit wat is en dit wat nog moet kom, dit wat al reeds is en maar dit wat nog steeds moet kom. En het klink so of dit teen mekaar spreek, maar dit is juist wat hy hier vir ons wil sê. Hy sê, want ons is nog nie volkome heilig nie, want die heilige geest is bezig, bezig met die proces in ons. Because the yet and still to come is because the Holy Spirit is still working the sanctification in us, therefore it's not always visible. Sometimes we fall short to look like children of God. 
it's tough to succeed in a fallen creation. Therefore, the suffering believers endure, endurance, what they endure is designed for the purpose of training them to be true sons and daughters of God, not just in the name, but in character and conduct also. But he means the believers from Malin, that persoonlijkheid and character in an optree to perform na die beeld van die Jesus Christus. Maar omdat het so moeilik is, kom daar en ons sien daar nog gekreen. There is another groan by the Holy Spirit. Because God doesn't let us suffer on our own. And it's impossible for us to save ourselves, to glorify ourselves, to become like Jesus Christ through our own power. Because we fall back, we fall short. This is unmoendlik. This is heeltemal unmoendlik. And daarom het God dit geweet het hy vir ons die Heilige Geest gesê. En dan sê hy, die Heilige Geest kreen, maar nie soos die vorige twee wat gekreen het, omdat die versoeking te veel is, en omdat die, die, die zwaarkruid te veel is. Not like the creation and, and, and people, because they, they suffer because it's difficult to go through these times. And they see themselves going and getting older and it making it difficult. But the Holy Spirit groans in prayer that can't be explained in words. He's praying, he's, in, he's an intercessor for each of us, praying for us through these difficult times to become like the image of Jesus Christ. We are not left on our own. Ons is nie alleen gelaten. Die Heilige Geest kreeën met een stil gebed, een gebed wat nie gehoor kan bid nie, wat die binnen ons is van, van, vanuit ons binnenkant uit, wat hy vir ons bid, so ons op die pad van groei na heilig maken kan gaan en bly. Want hy weet, ons fall, ons, we fall short. He knows we fall short. Hy weet dat ons moeilijkheid, dat ons betekent nie daarby uitkom nie. And because sometimes we don't know what to pray. Sometimes we don't know what to pray for. Sometimes we pray for, we think that we must pray for um, more power. And sometimes we pray that, will the Lord take this away from me? And then for instance, that difficulty that you experienced should not have been taken away because it was past part of the process for you of growing to become like Jesus Christ. Dan bid ons baie keer, Heere, vat hierdie, vat hierdie ding weg van my, of dis te moeilik, ek kan dit nie doen nie. Vat dit weg, ek het nie kracht daarvoor nie. In stede van om te bid vir kracht om dit te kan hanteer, bid ons dat die Heere het moet wegvat. En dan sê die Heere, nee, ek het daar geplaas, want dis deel van die groei om by die heiligmaking uit te kom, om soos die Seen van my Seen te wees, Jesus Christus. Dis op jou pad geplaas, dis jou kruis wat jy moet dra. Jy kan dit nie korter snijden, want op die plek waar jy die kruis gaan nodig hee, soos hy is, gaan hy tekort skiet. Daar was een prentje geweest waar die persoon kom en hy dra sy kruis, en hy moet een afgrond oorgaan, en hy het sy kruis korter gesnui. En dan, as hy by die, by die afgrond, of die, die, oor, die, die gaping kom, die gaping in die grond kom, dan pas die kruis nie om oor te stap nie. Dit is een baie ou prentje. There's this picture of the person cutting his cross because making it's too difficult to bear. And he comes to the point where we have to, to overcome this gap and, and put the cross down to walk over it and it's been shortened. He can't go over that. Maar die Heilige Gees bid, want hy weet wat God sy wil is vir ons. Hy weet, hy bid saam met ons. 
Hij bid voor ons, hij bid recht. Zij kreeën is eindelijk een gebed voor jou en mij om ons bij te staan voor die rechte gebed in die tijd. Want die Heilige Geest is, is totaal bewust van het nog nodig is voor jou eerlijk maken. Die Heilige Geest is totaal bewust van die wil van God is. Hij weet wat God, waar God met jou in op pad is. Hij weet wat voor jou nodig is, wat voor jou goed is. En Paulus het gebed, hier vat hier die doering uit mijn vlees uit. Ons weet niet wat het was, die Bijbel sê nie. En Paulus het gebed, hier vat hier die doering uit mijn vlees uit, want ik wil het niet meer daar nie. Maar hier het gewaier, want het was deel van Paulus' proces van heiligmaking. Sometimes we have the thorn in our flesh, and we, in our flesh, and we want to pray like Paul, take this thorn out. That mark it, for my, it makes it difficult for me, but God sometimes refuses because it's necessary in your part, the part of sanctification to become like Jesus Christ. William Hendrickson has an illustration in one of these, um, in his um, commentaries. It's about a pastor who was loved by his people. They loved him very much, and then he became very ill. And the, and the congregation started to pray, said, Lord, save our pastor, don't take him away. And they prayed, and then he died. And a visiting pastor came to do the funeral service of their pastor, and he knew him quite well, and he said to them, don't lose heart, because it's not that God didn't hear your prayer, but the prayer that you had might not be the right prayer. The Holy Spirit might have prayed, Lord, take the pastor away, because the congregation has become too dependent on him, and not dependent on you as their God. It's an illustration. It could not have been true, but it just shows something that sometimes how we pray and we don't need what to pray for. The two, the two prayers was opposing each other. But God knew that that was more necessary for them to not have their past at that point in time. The process of sanctification to confirm believers to the image of Christ is a lifelong process for, process for Christians. Therefore, Paul was at one time, was Paul saying, Lord, I would like to put the heavenly over the earthly because I'm tired of going through this type difficulty, difficult times. There was times that I was stoned. There was times that I was, that I, that I was shipwrecked. There was times that a snake bit me. There was times that I was hungry. I'm getting tired for this. Here I can only make the 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 boer the artsen antrek nie. Het Paulus gesê. Want dis vir my moeilik hierdie lewenslange proses van heiligmaking om soos Jesus te wees. Maar ons weet die Here het dit nie gedoen nie. But I want to say something. There's also some people it isn't a lifelong process. And I'm not know if they're lucky or not. Because for, for instance, I want to I wanna have this, uh, this story that I want to share with you. And it's a true story. It's about Ruby Hamilton, a businesswoman in, in her 50s, who lost her husband that she was married with for two, 32 years in a car accident. And she was praying all the time for her husband to come to Jesus Christ, 
to accept him as a savior. At up to one point, we it claimed that she didn't pray anymore because she felt really she felt that the God has actually taken her husband and, and accept and he, and, and, he, and he will be saved. So she stopped praying. And then all of a sudden her husband died in a motor car accident. And she decided not to believe in God and not to follow God as a follower anymore. But then in the meantime, what she didn't know, on that day when her husband was, was traveling towards Chicago where they lived, another person was hitchhiking, a Roger, a Roger Simmons. He wasn't from the army. And he, was, he finished his army training and he had a big, his big bag over his shoulder and his army dress and he was eagerly on his way home. Because it's the last time that he's going back to the army. To take his uniform off and then he can have a normal life. And he was, he was having the thumb up waiting for this car. And he see this flashy Cadillac coming down the road. Black and brand new. And he thought, this guy's not going to stop for me. And the next moment the guy stops. And the passenger door swings open and he walks towards the door. And the guy said... Are you going to Chicago? He said, not all the way, sir. And he said, just get in. And he put his bag on the back seat. He jumps into the car and he drives off. This Mr. Hamilton, a businesswoman, a businessman. And he was thinking, I have this urge to share with, share with this person about Jesus Christ. I've got, this, I've got this urge and I want to share about Jesus Christ. And he was thinking and debating to himself, but what will this person do? He's so, he's so nicely dressed, he, must, he might laugh at me. And then 30 minutes before he get to the point where he have to get out of the car, he said, now I must speak to him because the Lord is urging me. And he shared with this person and he said, he, he tell him he must accept Jesus Christ as his Savior and what Christ has done for him. And the Mr. Hamilton stopped next to the road and he thought, this guy's going to throw me out of the car. And the guy said to him, please... Help me to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And he did that, and they got to the point where um, uh, Roger was getting out, going for, to have his life, and, he, and Mr. Hamilton drove off on his way to Chicago. Five years later, when Robert, Roger was married, had, a, had his children, had his own business, he was on his way to Chicago, and when he was packing the stuff, he get to the, he, the, the suitcase that he was using and he saw this little card here of Mr. Hamilton and he thought, I wonder what happened to him. And he, he packed his stuff and he said, I will visit him when I get to Chicago. He got to the business and he phoned. Before he phoned, he said, I would like to meet, see Mr. Hamilton. And when he got there, he said, listen, you can't see Mr. Hamilton, but you can see Mrs. Hamilton. And um, he said, thank you. And... Uh, he saw this woman and she said, where do you know my husband from? He said, on the 7th of May, I was, I was hitchhiking and, this, and, and your husband picked me up five years ago. And I shared Jesus with him. <clears throat> and she broke, broke, up, broke down and sobs, the woman. She said, just after he let you out, he was in an accident, he died. And I didn't know that he ever accepted Jesus Christ. So what does it say to you this morning? Sometimes people die before having this 
sanctification because Paul was saying, I would rather not go through this process because it's difficult. And some people actually just have their heavenly put over the earthly. And I'm saying, that's lucky because rather that, they're not going through the glorification process. Because God will change them in that moment to be glorified like Jesus Christ. Whatever we need to the end of our lives that's necessary to be glorified, to be glorified by Jesus Christ, which you haven't accomplished by the working of the Holy Spirit, God will provide for you. What you nog nodig het aan die einde van jou leven, as dit by die einde kom, om verheerlijke lichtam te soos Jesus Christus, sal die heilige geest, die, die, die werking van die heilige geest in ons levens kom. Maar die belangrike ding is, do we share with people out there? The greatest love for people is to share with them about Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, the closing hymn, the slot lead, is lead 532. Vader, neem ons hande en maak ons een. Versterk u self die bande, gee ons u sien. Bind ons in u genade, aan u o Heer. En leer ons om met dade, U naam te eer. O take our hands, dear Father, and lead our we <coughs> till at our journey's ending and well with Alone we cannot wander one single day. So do thou guide our footsteps on life's rough way. Leer ons mekaar vergewe, mekaar vertrouw. Laat ons die leven op liefde bou. Laat heers oor u ons die vrede en bind ons saam. Verhoor toch ons gebede in Jesus naam. O cover of thy mercy, my poor weak heart, lest I enjoy all sorrow from thee depart. Permit thy child to linger here at thy feet, 
Thy goodness blindly trusting with faith complete. Fang die Sien von Ihre. Die Heere sal jylle sien en jylle beskerm. Die Heere sal tot jylle redding verskyn en jylle genadig wees. Die Heere sal jylle gebede verhoor en aan jylle vrede gee. The Lord will bless you and look after you. The Lord will safeguard you. He will be merciful. He will hear your prayers and give you peace. Amen.